Caitlin Kunkel, we watched The Young Pope, a new limited series from Home Box Office about a pope who is a bit younger than you'd expect a pope to be, mm-hmm. provided you're the kind of person who has expectations about the age of popes. We start and end every show with at least one compliment. It's called The Compliment Sandwich. What is your major compliment for The Young Pope? My major compliment is that I have never seen a show that so clearly seems to be foreshadowing a fight between a kangaroo and a pope. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, I you think it's going to be a fight cuz I ship the two of them. I think he's going to punch that kangaroo at some point. I think they I think they end up together. I think it's budding love. <laughs> well, I guess we have different worldviews. <laughs> I just well, there is a lot of times where love feels like, "Oh, are they fighting or are they flirting?" It's hard to tell. Like when and that's you're in how kindergarten and someone pushes you because they love you. Yes, that's what's happening <laughs> oh, with this boy. kangaroo. <laughs> I, well, because like in the ads, I was pretty sure it was going to be the young Pope, colon, the Pope who fucks. And then he's not. He's not no. doing anybody at this point. No, and, he's but refusing it, to fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's giving, given opportunities, choosing not to. But that kangaroo keeps eyeing him and he's eyeing the kangaroo right back. I feel like that's the first relationship he gets into. Right. Am I the only one who thought they kept a slave in that cage or something, like a gimp or something oh, that was it, like just some sort of weird Pope, uh, like torture chamber? Yeah, they I, looked I, I was at not kangaroo for a while for it to be just a fairly normal zoo animal. Well, first I thought, well, I thought it was like a donkey. I was like, okay, there's a donkey. Oh, it's a kangaroo. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a large cat at first, but as soon as I said Australia, I'm like, give me that kangaroo. And I was so happy <laughs> that it was. It would have been better if it was a koala, but it seemed too big. That cage. Even better, three koalas in a trench coat. That's the right size. Ooh. They're pretending to be one kangaroo. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely a lot of for chatting with the kangaroo. Let's have you go next, Sarah. What's your major compliment for the young Pope? Um... So I was largely confused by the show, which I will talk about. But the one thing that just made me laugh and laugh and laugh was the line, it's time for your snack, Holy Father. Yes. 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 <laughs> and how that, uh, that's the it made Jude Law laugh. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Like, because it's so, so some context, which we might get into yeah. in the summary. Um, the Pope has an excuse button under mm-hmm. his desk. So if he's like meeting with someone and he's like, I don't like this meeting, he can press the button and someone will come in with an invented excuse they say that he cannot get out of so that he has to leave this uncomfortable meeting. And he's like, cool, cool. All right. I don't want to lie. So I probably won't use it. But then he does use it because he's deeply homophobic and uncomfortable with this like gay cardinal he's talking to. So he presses the button and the sweet old nun comes in and says, it's time for your snack. And it's such a bad excuse. Everyone laughs. <laughs> so good. And, and it, obviously, this is her, not her first time making an excuse for the Pope. So this is like no, either the one she uses one. every time or it's on a list of excuses that she has. And so yeah. brainstormed snack time. That line delivery just, was so good. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Jude Law keeps saying snack with like increasing disdain for the next couple of minutes, which is like uh I, I got it. Also, this may be another compliment. Jude Law um, reminded me that sometimes I like Jude Law in that yeah. show. That was that was nice. He's a little I, alien face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not giving away a lot. It's hard to tell if I like him at this point. He's. I think he's he's playing the character so close to the vest that I don't know. Are he's you? Are you so kneeling? young? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's, he's really such a young, young pope. pope. Uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, my major compliment is, uh, oh, I mean, for costumes across the board, so many cool things in the costume, yes. the wardrobe department, but specifically my two favorite things. He's always wearing uh, a creamy white color, even when he's eating, which is so brave. Mm. And then at night he hangs out in a cream colored Pope tracksuit. Yes. I love that. Oh my God. 
Oh, I love um, the tracksuit because it's still it's so, so pokey good. but casual. <laughs> that tracksuit yeah. might make me watch the rest of the show. <laughs> I mean, I mean, also, of course, from the photos that uh, the Pope sun hat that he wears a lot. Mm. Yeah, which is so I've, good. I've seen a lot of good Pope hats. I've never seen the Pope in a sun hat before, but it's so popey. <laughs> and that tall one doesn't block any of the sun, so it's a perfect, perfect hat for a young Pope. And his little beanie has a tiny like antenna sticking out that's always very starched, so it's uh, it's always fully erect coming out of the back of his head. It's wow, just wow, wow, so wow. much good Pope stuff. I also love the giant crosses they all have like clipped onto yes. the front of their shirts. I'm loving that. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Why not hang it down like a normal necklace? I don't know. They're popes. No, no, not <laughs> fancy enough. <laughs> they uh, they lift they lift God. Yeah, they do. That's it would be it would be disdainful to have God at your belly button, so they have it just above. It's like God lives in your solar plexus. Uh Nick, I need a major compliment from you oh, now. Sure. Uh, my major compliment is for um like the first five minutes of the show, the thing that really sold me. Um so Jude Law's getting ready, and you see that like fogged uh shadow of him in the shower, and you see Jude Law's butt, and you're like, ah. All right, so they gave it to me, right? I but they kind of didn't give it to me, and that's really <laughs> upsetting were, to me. They kind of like shot you was poop butt. Well, holy, they cheated me, and I was like, ah, they they think that counts as giving me Jude Law's butt, and it really doesn't. And then mm. n- nay, thirty seconds later, another gratuitous full Jude Law butt shot, and I'm like, okay, this show's gonna fulfill its promises to me, and I feel <laughs> like I can trust it now. So it was, it's so HBO to have just like random nudity in the first ten minutes, and then never again. Like, but like, it's so not HBO to have that nudity be male. Yeah, I was like way on board with it. I'm always the one yelling, "Where's the penis?" during Game of Thrones. So mm-hmm. there was no Pope penis, which is probably for the wieners, best. Ultimately. Yeah, or but we get a penis on Game of Thrones, but it's like beyond getting his penis cut off, which isn't as fun. yeah, <laughs> not the penis I wanted. No, <laughs> but the penis Close, we deserve. But no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, TV, sometimes good books, movies, and TV, sometimes zeitgeisty TV shows that we're not sure are good or not, and we're going to find out as a group. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, and I have a super cool panel, never before assembled, of all current or former Chicagoans. First up, she's at Sarah Hathaway on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. It's Sarah Hathaway. Young Pope, get out of the Vatican. My love for you is a mortal sin. You better run, Pope. You're much too young, Pope. I'm working on the rest of it. Just in case you don't uh, remember, Caitlin, you don't have to write an original song for your introduction. <laughs> I just have my quote that ready. Is... Good, good. Normally, that's enough. But now Sarah's up to the bar. So each week, at least one person has to write a song. You know, I forgot to write down a quote, so I panicked and wrote a song. <laughs> much too young Pope is awesome. Yeah, right, also joining us, Pope. also joining us at Nick's funeral in uh, on Twitter in Chicago, Illinois. It's Nick Delahanty. I would just like my cherry Coke Zero. <laughs> now that we've paid for the show, we can go back to being Pope. I, it was no, they not, don't need to pay for the show. They don't do that. You don't ever see the Coke. That's yeah, true. I he think just does a character affectation. He does it like six times, though, in a way, like like not quite at the camera, but like no, I only drink cherry Coke Zero. 
But then they miss a big branding opportunity for the cigarettes because they never say what Brandy smokes. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the Pope cigarettes. <laughs> Amer- American spirit, probably. He seems like a little bit of a hipster Pope. I could see that. Yeah. I think it's um, Marlboro, man. You think? <laughs> no, I don't know anything about cigarettes. I just, that felt right. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, also joining us today, uh, our, our our third guest at Kunkeltron on Twitter, K-U-N-K-E-L-Tron, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. It's Caitlin Kunkel. My only sin, and it's an enormous one, is that my conscience does not accuse me of anything. <laughs> I've said that seven oh. times since that happened on the show. <laughs> Anytime someone seems like they're mad at me, I tell them that my conscience accuses me of nothing. <laughs> There's, I mean, what can they that say that? That is like such a scorcher. Yeah. That I is must, a good line. It's yeah. so good. It's one of several like lines that are just mm, perfect. Uh, and then there's also the ones that are not great, like, well, there's a new pope now. See, I thought that was so, so bad it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it may have looped around, but it definitely wasn't just pure great. No. Yeah. That looked like sort they were making... Sort of the swear to me of yes. the young pope. It was like if, if, if the young pope was a fake show in the background of 30 Rock, that would be the clip you'd see on the TV is, there's a new pope now, and then and then nothing else about it. I see where you're going, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, this is episode number 376. We have now done as many episodes as the number of bottles of McDonald's Big Mac sauce currently available on eBay. So you guys get get it in now, get your bids in now. Ew. Did you know that they they just did a giveaway as a promotion of a, a bunch of bottles of like bottles of Big Mac sauce, uh, and and they were immediately just auctioned. Just ketchup and mayonnaise. Yeah, but they're available on eBay from twelve to up to a hundred thousand dollars for a buy it now for one of those Ooh. bottles. Ew. Oof. <laughs> Also available, though, this is my favorite, is somebody who listed a bottle of regular Thousand Island dressing for $389 titled, Tastes Great on a Big Mac. <laughs> Kurt, oh, no, right. Kurt. It's Thousand Island. Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. I've, so, I've never had a Big Mac. You only Come need at me, one, haters. Though. You only need one. <laughs> well, right. And there's, the, like, there's like a real big one and a little one now, I think, is why this is all happening. Oh. There's like new sizes of Big Mac. which is like, Mac? Yeah. It should be called Bigger Mac. I'd almost be or into like it if Mac they called Daddy. it Bigger Mac. Oh, man. Or like oh. they just called the original one Lil Mac. And then you just like, it's trainer pats it on the shoulders between rounds before you eat it. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, it does seem like if we made the big one the Little Mac, then nor- then the bigger one is just the normal. It just feels like now we're just continuing to grow. And that's gross. Like each year they're going to make it bigger and retire the old one to the Little Mac Club. Doesn't that feel gross? Well, a lot of things. Yes, that's the, the only right thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing that feels gross right now. Yeah. So I'll take it. Uh, anyway, speaking of expensive things that some people worship, this week we're talking about the Young Pope. We watched um, at least I watched one through four because that's what's aired so far yes, on HBO. I did too. You son, of, you told me three. Oh, did I say three? I, three. <laughs> there were three at the time I emailed you, and I wasn't sure what their release schedule was. I think, but um, it's like Sunday, Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I found that out. Yeah, yeah, I found that out once I started watching too. Because I had kind of a busy week, so the last couple nights I'm like, okay, Young Pope time. And then I sat down like very late at night, and I get sleepy, and I was like, no, there's four of them. <laughs> so I made it anyway, through a three. cool two and a half. Well, Nick, we're gonna spoil a little bit of four for you, um, and 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 Sarah, but I I think it's fine. Three is definitely enough for you to get a feel for it. Although between two and three, it takes a shift. 
Yeah. It it yeah. feels like the yeah. first two are like a preview or even like a decoy. And then the real show starts in episode three. So as long as you have episode three, I think you're doing fine. Um, also, like half of episode four was in uh, Italian and I did not have my subtitles on. So I was like, I'm just going to not get any of this. Whoa. I'm just, just going to skip this whole thing. How did you manage to watch it without subtitles? Uh, just the program that I was using to watch it was on an airplane. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Scary. Probably don't want to say it on HBO. <laughs> I did not watch it on HBO. I watched. Delete the... this part. Delete this part. <laughs> yeah, I know you kind of cornered me into this. I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. Well, I so wondered if there I... was an option. At first, I didn't re- realize that there was. It was that, and so I was like, "Oh, it's real cool that they're just not subtitling this Italian. They're just like hoping I get it, you know, or like I'm gonna get <laughs> it from the way they're acting." And uh, then it kept going for a while, and I was like, "There's definitely important shit being said here that I'm not getting." <laughs> And then I but I love that, I like, okay, that they're like, people will pick it up. They'll pick it up. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. The subtext oh, is so clear. The words don't matter. It could be nonsense words. The, it's yeah, the, it's the emotions, the feelings. Are you talking about the scene with the stigmata? Yeah, the guy yeah. with the stigmata who has the sheep. Yeah, and there then were definitely subtitles. Touched. I watched it last night. <laughs> so I know what was said in that scene. And actually, I think one of the coolest things in the whole series was said in that scene. But I'll keep that to myself. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no. How HBO is secretly Man, burning pirates, soon. just like we're going to put all of the good stuff in the, the subtitles. I had I had the HBO Go app. I pay for HBO. I just could not watch it on the airplane, and so I had to. Oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't feel like you are. I yeah. I feel like I was allowed to do this. I just had I was flying. I, but anyway, I've seen three and a half, and I know there's an Italian guy with stigmata, and I don't know what he's he's about. He's I just about know that he's really got... cool stuff. <laughs> I can't wait for you to tell me. He uh, he has stigmata, but for some reason, no bandages. So it's ju- you just see the gaping wounds. Yeah, just a lot of bloody hands. I will say. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well. Yeah. Um. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, so we're so we're talking about this because, well, as you guys have probably noticed if you've been listening the last few weeks, we've been uh, since the beginning of the new year, we've been. Uh, doing a few more zeitgeisty things just so this is something that people were talking about and i was really curious about it so i assembled a panel who i thought would be fun to talk about and i watched it i have decided to be happy a little more often in 2017 so yeah that's why we're doing it uh and uh so weep nothing yeah (laughs) yeah i i feel like maybe we're past that now we've there's no more tears to cry You've uh, you have really exhausted the well of terrible things. Like they're all gone. You've gone well, through all of them now. There's there is Fifty Shades Darker coming out in a few weeks, so Oof. they're still making new ones. But for now, let's live in Young Pope and just see what we think. Oh, um, also, the early buzz was so like it was so interesting because no one said they liked it, but no one disliked it. Everyone was like, "What is going on with Young Pope?" So <laughs> that's why I wanted to see it. Um, Let's kind of. I'm gonna kind of like rough through a summary uh, with you guys' help, hopefully, mm-hmm. of the series so far. So uh, Jude Law, small alien face, is a young pope. Although, to be honest, could be younger. Yeah, I don't know how young of a pope. Forty nine, which isn't that? I said the young 40s. pope was gonna be like yeah. twenty eight. Forties, yeah. Well, I mean, think about the era where popes would have lived. I think forty six. I think or forty nine would have been. Seems pretty old. People are gonna die soon. Like that's not <laughs> that the era like, when Pope. I mean, Pope still live now. Oh man, <laughs> we still do this. Yeah, iPad. I like. I kept thinking, like, what's the Pope's Wi-Fi network called? Like, that's what I wanted oh, to know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I bet I mean, you the... anything. It's just like Vatican City One. <laughs> 
It's probably like Vatican City 3 because they like couldn't remember the password, so they had to make multiple Wi Fi. Just get off the Pope's Wi Fi. Yeah, I bet you could. I bet his router password is still 1234. They seem like they probably didn't update that. But he is, he, so he's youngish. He's yeah. like cool young. He smokes in the Vatican, which you're not supposed to do, but he does because he's the Pope. He's from um, Brooklyn, I think. Yeah, so he's also the first American Pope yeah. as part of his thing. Um, although. So cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just what the Pope needed. Uh, the papacy was just a lacking hip American in American update. His yeah. name Lenny. Is Lenny. Lenny Bellardo. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> it's a real meatball of a name. So, but me, but uh, young meatball has has turned himself into Pope Pius the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Although for the first episode or two, it is super unclear why anyone voted for him because apparently yeah. no one's ever met him before. All of the cardinals are like, "So, young Pope, what's your deal?" And, and he mostly sits around being inscrutable. That he can be manipulated, but I, I like. I think when you talk to him for more than a couple minutes, it's clear he cannot be manipulated. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that was like the, his thing is that he was really malleable as a cardinal, mm-hmm. and that and he because yeah. he t- has this conversation I think in episode three where he's just like, yeah, that was when I was a cardinal. I would do where I would blow where the winds are blowing, but now I'm pope, and now I'm gonna yeah. bring I'm gonna bring it. Decided to be like slightly more presidential now that he actually got elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> keep <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, so young Pope, uh, so he's he, but he's largely inscrutable. So the episode, the show starts after he is like right after he's been elected, his first day of, as Pope. Is there like a a time where you're the Pope elect? I don't know. He's he's the Pope now. No, but hasn't they been for only long. Elect a Pope when the other Pope has died, typically. Um, and then, but then it's like, leave. oh, so he's dead. Or leave. Yeah, in the case of like Ratzinger. Ours, we've had so many yeah. popes in our. Oh life. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hitler Pope's Youth Pope already, just right? retired. Yeah. Too many yeah. popes. Yeah, Benedict was like, I'm out, I'm over this. And then we got Francis. Yeah. <laughs> right, we have, we have cool pope now. Well, so so it's an interesting Ish. time, right? Because of, yes, relative for popes. Yeah. Like, very as far cool as popes go, popes. pretty cool as a pope. As a person, <laughs> kind of like a dick. Yeah, who knows? I mean, but he might be cooler than the young pope. We don't know yet because the young pope's main characteristic seems to be that he's enigmatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so for the first two episodes, he's just like refusing to do an address to the, the faithful, refusing to do his address to the cardinals, yeah. and mostly just sitting around like being kind of a like kind of rude during meetings, but without you, you have no idea what his deal is. He's super enigmatic, mm-hmm. and then at at the end of and there's like there's building some intrigue for the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. He's like he's got the uh, in in the Vatican. There's the the priest in charge of taking confessions, and he's able to through very basic questions uh convince that priest to just tell him everything that's said during confession mm-hmm. he's also got a secretary of state with a mole in his face that is not real it's a fake mole i found out mm-hmm. and oh he, uh, good <laughs> i mean it should be removed it looks real dangerous so, it looks so it, it looks precancerous <laughs> yeah it was very large uh so so the secretary of state uh, mole man is uh, trying to manipulate him and is like the guy who's historically working behind the scenes to manipulate popes. That's his thing. And he's written a book um, about popes called He? Yeah, yeah. And it was originally going to be called like the guy behind the pope's power. I mean, like he's really upfront about the fact that he manipulates post- yeah. popes for a living. <laughs> but Jude Law will not be manipulated. Um, he, his first couple orders are like, uh, I want to see all of my gifts. <laughs> 
That's like one of his yeah, few Yeah, he has the people Tierra sent from the Smithsonian. Yeah, right, he fix, wants- fix my radio so reception. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he gets a kangaroo from Australia and lets it loose in the garden. I mean, it's very weird, and it's unclear what he's doing. And then um, at the end of the second episode, he gives his first speech in but the like dark because no one is allowed yeah. to see the Pope. Because he yeah, wants he's, to he's be gonna, like gonna be the- Banksy. Mm-hmm. And Kubrick and Salinger, because he and, thinks mis- yeah. he thinks mystery and intrigue is the is the the real hip thing. Like, I mean, he's like a high schooler wearing all black. He's just decided <laughs> instead of having a personality, I'm going to be mysterious. And well, it's, and then go ahead. No, that was the end. So actually, it was the perfect time to cut me off. I had no perfect. more to that sentence. I uh, was like, I'm stuck in it right now. I don't know how to get out of it. But I did not have any more content. Right. Th- I think that like. The charitable way to describe it is that he, so he's an orphan. He was raised by Diane yeah. Keaton, sister Mary. Oh, we haven't even and talked about Diane Keaton. Yeah, so he, he's got a lot of pain She's and a virgin, terrible according things. according to a t-shirt. <laughs> but it's an old t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Why did she, what was, oh man. Anyway, at one point he goes to visit Sister Mary and uh, apropos of nothing else that's happened, she's wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm a virgin, but this is an old shirt. Other than that, she's always in nun outfits and seems very... Like, maybe she's going to be cool later, but so far, nothing that as cool as that shirt. Yeah, the show... Also, there was a time where that shirt wasn't old. There was a first time she wore that shirt. Wait, but yeah, maybe she bought it used. Shirt. Oh, okay. Someone... No, this is not a chicken in the egg thing. Someone wore that shirt for the first time when it was new. I mean, you should really just have a date stamp then, like, but I bought the shirt on Thursday the 14th or something, because otherwise, yeah, it's too it's too hard to tell. Um, yeah, is so anyway, she a virgin or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that I want to know. I just I want to know oh. who's got like an aunt who's a nun and is like, I found the perfect shirt for you, Aunt Nun. Mm. It's just so bizarre. Oh man. I mean, um, so funny. he, yeah, it is. No, it's awesome. Nuns I think. can be funny. That's your wardrobe compliment. That thing, like, that was just like one of those fun little like little details. So, so he finally weird. makes his. So, yeah, so he makes his big first speech in the dark because he's like Sia. Uh, and he is uh, just like a real dick. He's just like, uh, you guys are stupid and you don't know God enough. And he just yells at the people and they were expecting a fun, progressive, loving pope. And they got none of that. They got But again, all part mean. of this, like the, the charitable read of what he's doing is that he says that like because he went through and this is what his uh, his mentor Spencer says to him. He's like, you're taking your pain and suffering and you're assuming that all catholics feel your pain and suffering right yeah. he's he's assuming that his history and he wants everyone to find god in the dark is what he says is the idea that it's not just love he have you can't just repent right before you die you have to find him when it's hardest and in in through pain you'll be yeah. saved right? but, so that's also, like so if that- you believe him that's what that's his theory. Yeah, I'm not 100% that that's what he's actually doing or if this is some sort of long game that he's playing, but he just takes a hard right turn as the Pope. And it's been kind of boring for two episodes, but then there's like loud timpani while he does his really mean speech. And all of a sudden, the oh, third wow. episode has a cool credit sequence. Yeah, oh, that's my... Cool. Oh, it's the best thing ever. It's so good. The credit sequence is amazing. And now it's like, okay, so they were doing two episodes of setting this up. Now the show begins. So... Now it's young Pope and uh, his mentor. Eh, maybe it's not James his mentor, Wood. but one of them. Yeah, but one James of them Cromwell. says, "Oh, one yeah. of them." You're right. Yes, one of them says, um, "We forget that 
the young are always more extreme, which is not actually true, but sometimes when they are extreme, they are much more extreme. So it was it was like he tricked them in the same way he tricked me. And I also expected it to be cool because he's young, but it turns out this is young, not cool Pope, maybe. Young, but he's very, also very stodgy handsome. Pope. Yeah. Yeah, so real stodgy. backward. Um, but maybe it's an act. I'm not entirely sure. So he spends the third and fourth episode... Uh, getting ready to kick all of the gay priests out of the priesthood, even though that would be like two-thirds of the priests and ruin the church. So he's working on that plan, or maybe that's a trap. I don't know. Because um, his his mole person, the guy, not mole person, his mole, the priest who hears all the confessions, is oh, like... Oh, God. His, his, his pr- confession priest is like, everyone his has confession, started... confession? Yes. His, con- his confessor starts telling everybody... That he's like everybody keeps coming to me and telling me about the uh, all of the elaborate details of their sex with females recently. Which I thought was very uh, funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. But so now I feel like maybe that was like part of a trap. I don't even know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Young Pope. The uh, when what is it? The Secretary of State Cardinal is like yeah, yeah. in yeah. the other guy's room, and he like busts him for alcoholism. And says nothing of the plethora of stuffed animals, which are super uncomfortable. Yes. Like, oh, what God. a weird misdirect. Like, yes. that's the thing you're going to rat on him is like booze and not all these weird furry animals you have as an adult man in your room. Yeah, so just for, just for context. So the mole person, the secretary of state, the manipulator, his he's famous for finding dirt on people and then using that to manipulate them. So he is manipulating the same confessor by finding out he's an alcoholic but when you he's like already in the guy's room and you walk in the the confessor walks in and he's like how did you get in here and the guy pulls a bottle of gin out from 40 stuffed animals on the adult man's bed and doesn't say anything about them it's just like what's this gin doing in this otherwise normal adult man's bed also there like i feel like being in like drinking alcohol is not that big a deal considering everything else that's going on like in the vatican yeah, also, city he seemed very sober this whole time too so it seems yeah. like maybe the, the guy and maybe he just, alcoholic he is right? at least or maybe he just just maybe because he has, a, well he has a lot of booze doesn't mean he's drinking them all at once. Maybe he's just got a little bar under his bed. Like, yeah, I mean, and just because he has a lot of stuffed animals doesn't mean that he has tea parties with all of them at once. They probably <laughs> go in shifts. <laughs> yeah, we, we. Why are we assuming that? That would be unreasonable. Maybe he's just. Maybe this is all there for other people. Like he makes drinks for people in his room all the time. He throws parties with people and stuffed animals together, drinking from his bed chest and bar. This is a I lot think of explanations. We it. <laughs> but he's so yeah. easy. He's like, this is, you know, the guy, he was so willing to be manipulated by the Pope. So he's like, well, all right, you found my, ch- you're right. I'm an alcoholic. Please manipulate me. But then you get so a little then, context in episode four because then the young Pope is like, guess what? I'm sending you to New York to take care of this child molestation case. And the poor guy yeah. says, I don't know how to cross a street. I've only left Vatican City twice in my life. I don't know how to book a hotel. Um, and oh I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, like that was, I don't know how to cross a street. And then I was like, yeah, the idea that you would go to New York City would be like the worst punishment you can ever get. So that gave it me. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> On the other hand, you can figure out how to cross a street. Like even even not. if you've been in Vatican for a while. Like, because like in Vatican City, sometimes you have to wait while somebody goes through the door before you. It's just like that with cars. <laughs> just don't cross when they're crossing. It's very simple. I'll tell that to Gutierrez. <laughs> <laughs> tiny long nose yes tiny long uh, nose Gutierrez 
it's uh so yeah so he gets sent to new york they and they are there's like they're kind of dealing with this uh the the actual news in the in the catholic church they're sort of dealing with that um it doesn't seem like a focus at all though yeah it's it's comes up a few times but then always to like it's it's like the young pope is like nah i don't want to deal with that yet so they're like acknowledging that it exists but young pope is not trying to root it out the way you'd think what it i guess what did you guys expect young pope to do did you expect this to be a show about how liberal the young pope was and how he was like shaking up the church yeah, I really did. And I have to give the, like, showrunner real credit for, like, completely defying any expectations or memes that were out there. Yeah, there the were so many is... memes. Yeah, but the show was, it turns out to be kind of impossible to predict. Yes. And I feel like that's yeah. my thing is I can't say that I hate it, but I definitely don't like it. And this was a that's really exactly odd experience for me watching it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It was Nick, like you watching an this. art film. Nick, you but tweeted I, that you do like it. Uh, I mean, I, I so first of all, I, I like I like parts of it, and I also with HBO tend to really give leeway with a lot of their shows. I I like that they're ambitious, and I I treat them like I'm watching, like I'm reading a chapter out of a Russian novel. If I mm. after the first. 20 chapters of Anna Karenina, I wouldn't be able to tell you if I liked it or not, right? You have to get through all of it before yeah. I feel like I can, but I'm interested and you've That's got me like super admirable, but it's also a long, like it's a lot of your life to give up every time they make to be like, I hate this for 20 chapters. That's a commitment. Sure. I, I don't, but I don't hate it. I'm interested, but I, I also really love just the, long form storytelling that they do and yeah. they've they've like in the same way that when you read a russian novel like millions of people are like this is good you should read this this is blah 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 like there's something to this right you kind of have to like rest on the good name of whoever wrote it and then be and and the fact that like it's being backed by super talented people and i mean in the first scene right is like is a beautiful like short film it's like an mm-hmm. art film oh yeah and you kind of have to be like they kind of are going like look we know what we're doing. This looks super cool. Like, just trust us oh. that this might be like a weird alternate oh, yeah. universe house of cards where Jude Law's Frank Underwood and oh. he's going <laughs> to young, young president or right? congressman but, or whatever he is. Well, the... yeah, I think the Wait, young, young minority whip. <laughs> I think. Mm, got a ring Sorry, to it. Oh, I was going to say, the very first scene of the show, let's not forget, is a baby crawling out from a pile of other babies, and then Jude Law crawling out from the other end of that pile of babies. Well, and at first it looked like they were dead, but then they seemed to, like, slowly wake up. So I don't don't, know, man. I'm worried about those babies. That's not the way you're supposed to keep babies. Yeah, you're not supposed to sleep in a pile. That's (laughs) not how you you store and manage babies. No! Uh, Yeah, that was a real weird dream sequence to open with, and... um, well, and we don't know much about what that dream sequence meant, but the other dream sequences are all very on the nose as to what they mean. Yes. Like his parents leaving him and not telling like and not saying what their names are is like I think that's about his abandonment issues. Yeah. But so I don't know what pile of babies issues he's got otherwhere, but um but it's beautiful. That's a, the great thing that you said, Nick. Yeah, it's it is important beautiful. is this is unbelievably cool looking. It's just incredibly is shot so good and the costumes are so cool and the the scenes are amazing the setting sets are all really amazing the art direction is so good uh and so i feel like i would watch 10 episodes of this if it was in italian just because i love watching these people move around 
I guess I am the most on board of all of you. It seems like I have the fewest doubts. I'm so into the show right now. I'm all I'm all on board for Young Pope, and it is it's because it was not like because I had expectations, and for the first two episodes, it was frustrating that they were not being fulfilled. And that speech he gives in the third episode about how people made all these assumptions about him and they are all wrong felt like it was to me. <laughs> and I was like, touche show. People were misjudging you, including me. And I'm I guess I have to see where you're going with it now. I. I'm I, like I when it was over I was like I want to feel more pope around me right now. Young pope, not real pope. I want to feel more young pope. I want to watch the rest of them. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all about is, it. He's he's a titan. Like and he's he's really doing some really interesting things with this character. Um I I also think that it's so it's it's the brainchild of one dude, right? It's Soriento. Like he directed he's going to direct every episode from season all. 1 and he wrote yeah. most all. Yeah, he wrote or co-wrote almost all of them which means one thing season two is going to be garbage if true detective has taught us anything <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly it's the true detective model and i am a season two of true detective apologist and i will definitely Ooh. i will oh it's forever so i will into that. Yeah. i like so many things it's not as good but there's a lot of interesting shit going on in season two of true detective i think i might be the only one who loved it uh but <gasps> there's also yeah. vince vaughn i know i know but kind of over the top corny acting was part of the series that was part of their promise to the to the viewer the whole time Unclear. we can't we can't we can't talk about it also high speed rail oh, so, uh, anyway um yeah but i i'm all i'm i'm all on board for this it's just so weird and interesting and beautiful and uh and the, the but the world is so well done but yeah it's just so it's just this one guy's brainchild God, that the, the like I I'm on board for the one scene where he's like sitting on the balcony with his buddy, and he's like talking to him about God and some things like and oh when he gives his first Amelie like he just has the picture that the kid drew, and yeah. he has no notes except for the like what he, what does yes. God think of all the good things you know that's God like holy shit that was like great. that yeah. and then but then when he's like whispering to this dude he's like sometimes I don't believe. Sometimes I, and then when the Pope says to you, I don't believe in God. But is that real? Or was that for the guy who was doing lip reading? Was it like, is he trying to throw off his detractors? I think, I think, because when that guy shit his pants, when the Pope said that, he totally backed off on it. He realized that he basically has the power to destroy people's (laughs) brains. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, no, I was joking. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I think there's a real element where this Pope doubts the existence of god and that is a fascinating thing yeah, for me yeah. to to, to want to watch i want to watch someone who's in the like tribunal of faith go the, through it and what and charge up of now it. is that all of the people who were there to manipulate him before have all kind of banded together and said we need to save this church he's going to destroy us and that's a really interesting battle so it's and i i sort of suspect that the young pope is trying to destroy the church i think that he's secretly that's that's my theory is that he's not actually homophobic maybe this is what i want to believe is he's not homophobic he just knows that if he goes extreme right with the church it'll crumble and that'll be better for people that's hmm. my that's, that's, that's my guess that. yeah that he might well, be trying to implode the church from the inside out yeah 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 he's a he's a mole person too everybody's moles in this it's just mm-hmm. a show about moles but i I, I guess it's also weird to speculate because the show aired in Italy in October, so I'm sure someone could just tell us. I'm sure people just know the ending to this show. How did we get so misled by a show that's been out for a couple months? Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. 
Yeah. Like if you go to the well, Wikipedia then, page, it has like summaries of the episodes. What do you guys think of like Diane Keaton's role in all of this? Because we've been yeah, talking a lot about? about the Pope, but I feel like she's definitely billed as the second lead probably because she's Diane Keaton. But I, I feel like she's the other side of this coin. Yeah, but she's is like... She but she, her, she? There's so many questions. Yeah, but her scenes are given equal weight to like any of the scenes with Jude Law. And I'm sort of so, trying to figure her out as like, in effect, the only woman on the show. So for listener con, oh yeah, well, ugh, that, that just comes with the territory. Yeah, there's the, the there's the woman who's being oh, blackmailed into trying to sleep with the Pope. And then there's what the one I don't know her name, the PR rep. Oh yeah, her Sophia. Too. Okay. Sophia. Yeah. Okay. Who has yeah, amazing they, hair? Oh my gosh, yeah. she does. Oh, it's so beautiful. Pretty. And she's she's also like. So I think it's it's her. There's the person who's being sort of forced to try to sleep with the Pope, and there's the kangaroo are the three lead contenders for a Pope relationship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so just a listener context. So uh, she's she's we don't know how old the shirt is, but Diane Keaton is uh, the Pope's uh, like adopted mother. Mm-hmm. She's a nun yeah. who took was part. It seems like it's a whole orphanage, but maybe it's just her who took him in. Um, when his parents abandoned him and she raised him so like she's one of the she's the mother figure for him and then he's like he needs to have her around he seems like he likes her but then he does a lot of sort of shitty stuff to her early on to be like there's a new pope now and then he and then she's doesn't know what to expect i don't know it's really that's a hard relationship to figure out she's been saying a lot of the stuff that's like this was meant to happen like this is god's plan that like lenny be the pope She's also and implies that again, Lenny might be a saint. Yeah. yeah. Like, she believes in his divinity. And it's hard to tell, again, because everything is so opaque on this show, whether she's sincere about that or not. Yeah. But I guess that's why I find her more interesting, is, like, she has... She she seems to, like, genuinely believe that he's, like, magically spiritual or something. And that's yeah. why she pushed him so hard throughout his career growing up. Yeah. And like, I mean, how do you raise somebody to be pope? Like, she pushed him real hard into the into being pope. That's well. Then pretty there's impressive. the other adoptive kid, the red haired guy, who's also a cardinal from New York. Oh right, yeah. also ran Dusselier or something like that is his name. We'll call him also ran. Well, here's here's something. Like, I want you guys. I need help on this. So when when Lenny meets her. He calls her Ma, and she says, "Call me Sister Mary." Yeah. And then when the other kid meets her, she he calls her Sister Mary. Sister Mary, and she says, "Call me Ma." And I don't know if that's just her like control thing, like whatever. As soon as she encounters one of these boys, she doesn't let them have initially what they want, right? And they, she gives it to them in a different way, oh. or if it's I, like I don't know, I, and I want to know the significance of that play because that's such a a telling like change or like maybe she just doesn't want to let jude law like treat her like a mother i i don't know well if she's been her whole it was his pope grooming she took one look at him and was like this child will be pope and decided immediately up a young boy you get it you get a lad you pull him up by uh withholding your love or naming rights and then eventually he becomes the pope and doesn't she say that later to his mentor something like you should withhold your approval to make him act yes. the way you want yeah. yeah right you're his father figure so you gotta you have to leave these the only yeah, these who have never had children of their own have some very messed up ideas of what it means to be a good parent yeah 
Oh, that's rough. Ooh. That really complicates his dream sequence, too, if it's like, my parents are leaving, but also my parents are now uh, coming back to try to manipulate me into being Pope. I mean, it's just, it's no longer a clear boat leaving scenario. <laughs> Sometimes I say things that seem great when I start, and then by the end, I'm like, nah, you're right. You guys, good call not riffing on that. There was nothing to go with that. I mean, I'm just thinking about, I don't even know what I'm thinking about. The show... Like Were you thinking about a how, very specific how, part of my brain. Are you are you thinking about how great the dramatic timing of rain always is in this show? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, Thunder, there's also it, that implication that he's yeah. like causing miracles or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. Like he after he yells his first homily, it immediately starts raining right after he leaves. Like God has spoken and he wants you to be wet. God's message to the congregation, get wet, stay wet. <laughs> yeah. So so I have a question. This is yeah. part of the God's message thing. Like when Dan Keaton is reading the press release and he like stresses his infallibility. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the reporter is like, whoa, is this Pope, you know, like invoking div- divinity or whatever, like his like yeah. that he is godlike. It was my understanding that all popes like that popes are the word of God and that they are infallible. Right. Am I wrong on that? Like I. I, they made it sound like he was invoking executive privilege, but I felt like <laughs> that's he sort of his yeah. thing. that's his deal. That's a totally oh, fair question. I, that is also my understanding. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so uh, what do you mean by that? Well, just that like, Sarah? I don't, I, I know nothing about Catholicism, like in a practical sense beyond like, I guess what you sort of just know from being in the world. And some of this stuff was like, yeah, I can't even tell how much of this is actually like pushing against accepted church doctrine or practices. So it's hard for me to get a grip on like how exactly revolutionary he's been. I mean, I guess like all these old men like being shocked and or heartbroken by him is probably supposed to tip me off on that. But stuff (laughs) like that, I'm like, yeah, oh, wait, I thought that the Pope was always like the infallible messenger of God. Is that not the case? And then I like... Get kind of distracted trying to figure yes. out Catholicism. See, I was raised Catholic and I went to Catholic school for uh, 16 years. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not Catholic anymore. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but you know their secrets. I do. I have been indoctrinated. <laughs> and it is supposed to be my father uh, defines himself as a papist. He is very into the Pope. Oh. Um, and the Pope is supposed to be infallible. So you really can't question anything he says. It's supposed to come directly from God. So, but I think like ah. most normal human beings, I mean, I would imagine the Pope doesn't actually say that to people. Like he isn't like, well, sorry, you can't question me. God told me to say this to you. And so I think yeah. the fact that the Pope is like, guess what? Calling it all in. You can't question a single thing I say is. Pulling rank. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Very alarming yeah, to know. them. But he is technically well within his rights to say that but uh, but also you could it, it's so he is infallible according to the church doctrine mm-hmm. but if you were a reporter who was not catholic it's not like you can't say to that reporter no 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 uh don't you remember i am divine because uh, the reporter could be like sure but assuming that's not true what are you actually getting at like you can't assume that the the reporter also believes your doctrine so telling the reporter that you're divine is like sort of like not not answering the question on the terms it was asked. It was like, no, 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 you're just then you're wrong for asking that question. So it still is kind of a dick move. I think that's why he sent Sister said, Mary to read his statement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Let so her she deal had with to it. deal with it. Yeah. I, you well, know, I was also, raised Catholic as well. 
Sorry, go ahead, Sarah. I'll tell you my story. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say something dumb about how he didn't want to see how anyone to see how hot he is. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just that's the other thing is he keeps talking about how hot he is. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, so is he is Jude Law that hot or is he just hot for a pope? That's he's super I can't hot for a pope. I mean, look at he's super yeah. hot for a pope. I think he used to be hotter as a person before we learned some creepy things about his personal life. Yeah. Um, oh no! But he no, is objectively a handsome life. man. Oh, the, well, the, he, the whole the nanny. left his wife for the nanny. Oh, that doesn't make him less hot. That just makes him a shitty dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, which makes him less hot in uh, subjectively. Objectively, <laughs> yeah, he got a, a real kissable little face. That man. It's. I don't. I actually find his like physicality pretty struggleable. But I think it's like he just has this com- like. I would just listen to whatever he told me to do. That's yeah. the best way I can describe my like Jude Law thing because he um, he stirred he stirred me up last night i was like what is this guy he's got he's got a real strong chin he's got a very authoritative chin it looks kind of like a tiny butt coming out of his face but like a real firm one more butts mm, it's yeah. that butt power that's what it is <laughs> it's the seed of his power uh, <laughs> yeah oh man uh i'm looking at pictures of jude law is why i'm having trouble to say <laughs> probably a much more intelligent point by just wanting to talk for a little bit about a cute boy <laughs> well in episode no, four the, uh, like um i don't even know what it is the someone from greenland comes and it's this woman in her 40s oh, yeah, yeah. who's just like openly obsessed with him and they're sitting together and he just turns wow. to her and says i know i'm very handsome but try to focus and then she just like it's basically biting her lip and staring at his face the entire time. <laughs> you did for kind of a mean demotion just now by saying somebody from Greenland. She was the prime minister of Greenland. I couldn't remember somebody. if she was like the ambassador or like, I couldn't remember no, exactly who she was. <laughs> she was the chief Greenlander and was still like just jaw on the floor about how hot the Pope was. The, I mean, uh, that's not episode. what you expect though. Yeah, I think it's a lot about expectations because he is like, yeah, for a Pope, way hot. But if it was I mean, like, Jude Law was like on a volleyball team. You'd be like, you're probably the least hot person here. Also, not tall enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of problems. Also, a bad player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of old. Doesn't have much of a dif- defensive game. A lot wrong with him. I mean, you know, I just feel like PP13 is really like just looking out for like he wants to succeed on his merits and not just because of his face. Like, so that's like if he hides it. It's like when when someone hides that they have a lot of money to get, and then you marry them, and then you find out later they have a ton of money. You're like, oh, you loved me for me, and not for right. my yeah, so maybe it's just not being for my dowry, yeah, or like that dating not for show, all these cows, Joe, Joe Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, Joe Millionaire, boy, she did not love him for him. No. <laughs> I actually, I have a, a, a good friend of mine uh, is engaged, and after he got engaged to his, uh, this woman, uh, her parents were like, by the way, we have this huge amount of money that we had set aside for when you get married, and we never told you because we didn't want that to uh, like affect when you wanted to get married. Wow. Which is like, such, and yeah. That's yeah. awesome. No. Do you know like <laughs> Gatsby's? Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> like her parents are modest, but they've just been like putting away money for her to like get married and start a new life for a while, and just wow. kept it a secret from her forever. That's a very cool move, though. Actually, yeah, so baller. I love it. What an unfair adult starter kit. Why not when you graduated college or when you did good works or rescued a dog or something? Oh, that's a good just point. like yeah, because what if you well, never maybe it was also maybe, dogs. 
Maybe yeah. he al- they also would have gotten the dowry if she'd rescued a dog, and she just never did. So I can't say for sure that's how the rules were. Look, I, we saw you pick up some trash on the side of the road, and we decided you were like now worthy. Of Here's this. thirty grand. Sorry, we didn't tell you. Or just like, yeah, you wrote your first novel. Here's some money. Like, good job. Yeah, way to be a person. Yeah, I mean, all these things are true. She maybe it could have been true. She didn't write a novel either. So if she just spent more time with dogs or words. She might have gotten this dowry earlier. Instead, she had to marry into Instead, it. Instead, she had to fall in love. What a crock of shit. <laughs> you are, Nick, you are talking to a a group of married people. All of you? Yes. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoy your extra money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know they give all of us so much money for being married? Yeah, we all get that. Snakes, haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah, yeah. How much they hated. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna skip the ad today because of time and because I didn't write one. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Go out so and buy an later. ice cold, refreshing. Cherry Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, Money for days. When I'm when I'm doing this show, I only eat cherry diet coke. That was his that's a weird breakfast too. Ugh. Anyway, uh so actually let's do so let's time for the game of lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Uh so the way lightning, lightning bonus round works round. is I Yes, thank you. Uh I have a couple of questions. I'm always uh, drinking coffee when you say it. <laughs> I think I, I was actually thinking about this morning. I'm going to make like a sound effect for my soundboard. That's just like people saying lightning bonus round back to me. So I don't have to put that pressure on you guys. Lightning bonus round. It'll be like, but it, and maybe I'll put a, like a lightning sound effect behind it. So it'll be like lightning bonus round. Wouldn't that be fun? Sounds very modern and very cool. I have a soundboard now. I like the uncomfortable, awkward saying it back to you. I think it's, I do it on purpose. I'm really, I have a soundboard though, and I'm kind of excited to abuse it. I, there it is. Like it's, I only. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. All right, it's time for lightning bonus round. See, I just got a song right lightning there. Bonus round. Just load it oh. up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't have any good sound effects. That's just the default sound that comes with it. Anyway, so here's how it works. I have a couple of questions for you guys and for the audience at home. The first one I wanted to know. So this is like an intimate look at the life of the Pope in a way that we've probably never gotten before. What do you guys think are the best and worst things about being Pope? I what part of Pope say, would you like? His bed looks like a twin bed. It looks like the yeah. smallest little yeah. bed in the shittiest attached bathroom. Like I thought he would yes. have a much nicer ensuite being the Pope. He's in a palace. Like sell one of your tiaras and buy a real bed. Yeah, like I was alarmed at how bad his bed was. <laughs> And it's weird because it's not like he's living entirely modestly because his first breakfast, they were like, we don't know what you eat. So we just bought all breakfasts. Like, they have money. Yeah. Invest in a bed. It's like, I don't know if, like, some of it is, like, the idea of, like, Catholic poverty or, like, living like the people, but his bed looked like an Ikea twin mattress. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely the the living conditions are not as good. And also, like, it's, like, all brick palace, so it's probably hard to heat. Mm -hmm. It's probably very cold in there. I wonder what the weather is like in Vatican City. Like the rest of Rome. I guess it is pretty much... (laughs) Pretty much that. Uh, today it's 57 and partly cloudy. Oh, might rain on Tuesday. It might hey. rain if the young Pope makes a speech. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, I don't know how the uh, Weather Channel predicts uh, speeches from the young Pope, but 
Yeah, it seems. I mean, right now it seems very pleasant. So, um, yeah. What else would be good or bad about being pope? I that globe is very cool. I like yeah. his cool oh, light up globe. globe. That he can use very to cool. Emotionally manipulate people. Yes, um, he's so he's got a huge cavernous office that's sparsely furnished, but on one side of it is a like five foot tall crystal globe. It's so and modern it was, and cool looking. Yeah, and well lit and. Uh, Oh man, so much cool stuff uh, in that globe, and he he uses it to send somebody uh, he's mad at to exile them. He's like, "Spin the globe and then close your eyes and put your finger on the map, and that's where you'll go." And the the (laughs) priest puts his finger on San Francisco, and he's like, "You've picked Catchacan, Alaska." And the priest's like, "No, I didn't." He's like, "Yep, you're going to Alaska." (laughs) It was such a cool move. Oh yeah. He feels very Shakespearean in his like way that he chooses to manipulate people. Yeah, like yeah. it's just outwardly. It definitely being. has that like a lot of control. Like yeah. he really enjoys it. He reminds me a lot of uh oh damn it, now I forget it. Never mind. Somebody from Somebody. Shakespeare. Now I was gonna say uh the the colonel uh from Inglorious Bastards. Like just oh, that yeah. like in one of my favorite, that, like malicious enjoyment of watching other people squirm. Yeah. Right, and just being like, I have total domination over you. Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. I mean, if if I was hot, that's what I would do to people. I'd send them to Alaska when they're unexpected. Hot and infallible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double whammy. <laughs> oh, there's a story in the Daily Mail about Jude Law battling the cold in Venice. So it's the Pope, but he's like wearing all his Pope shit, but then just like a uh, ultralight down jacket over it. He looks real funny. That's very funny. I had just. Still had the search results up about the weather. This article is called Thou Shalt Not Freeze. All right. Anyway, um, uh, what else would be... There's got to be some other good shit about being Pope. I don't know. He seems like he's not doing that much cool shit. He did... The kangaroo's pretty dope. Kangaroo's good? Yeah. That seems pretty solid. Yeah, I'm into that. I mean, you get to live uh, in a building filled with beautiful art. Not like we see him, like, you know, strolling around the museums or anything, but the Vatican is incredibly beautiful. Oh, yeah. If cold. Yeah, and he gets to get rid of all the tourists so that he can walk around. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah, he uh, did go look no, at the Pietà, I guess. It was actually pretty easy. We just put up a sign. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great line, too. That was funny. <laughs> like, people are just oh, so man. polite. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no museum for uh, us today. You get to name yourself. You're like a DJ. You just yeah. get to be like, what do you want to be? DJ Pius the Third. Yeah, PP13. <laughs> I like that you don't have to do anything until you're ready to do it. Like, he didn't give his homily for a while. He still has not given a homily to the Cardinal, so they're all stuck in Vatican oh, City. You can't go home. Um, that's such so a good move. A mixed thing, because it's also like you're having to entertain a lot of house guests right now. You could. But he is. <laughs> right. He's making other people do it, which is why it's so funny. Yeah, that is pretty fun. Um,. I do. I like his. He's got a lot of gardens and rooftops to have conversations in. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm like touring gardens and having gardens is is fine. But I specifically like it for having like manipulative meetings with people. It's really nice to have a setting like that where you can casually walk and and tell them that you're going to destroy their lives among like yeah. roses. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a real bummer to have to decide what's right and wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That part. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, like, let's. I mean, realistically, he gets to just be in charge of what millions of people believe. 
And like I get nervous summarizing this show. I'm like, ah, did I did I remember that guy's name incorrectly? Somebody might hear that and be like, ah, that's the wrong thing. I mean, yeah, we get emails every time we say anything wrong. So imagine how many (laughs) emails the Pope gets when he's like, gay people are not awesome. And he's super wrong about that. I yeah, wonder if he's right? setting emails. up that maybe he is gay. Oh, like he's I so would... anti-gay that maybe he is. Well, they keep uh, the American Beauty uh, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's why he's not sleeping with that lady, but he's looking real hard at the kangaroo. That doesn't make sense. Do we anyway, know the size of the kangaroo? I thought it was a boy, but I, I don't know why I thought that. It seems very uh, muscular. Yeah, he he had he did have sort of like he looks like he's been lifting. Yeah, he did. That kangaroo definitely fucks and lifts. <laughs> do, you, do you even lift, Rue? <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, and I also like his hoodie. I'd totally wear that cream hoodie any day. Um, so, question number two: Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Um, what job would you guys uh, do then that you're not really qualified for, and what hat would you wear while you did it? Because this is sort this of a hat based career. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I guess I like to be an ranger? umpire. Park Ooh. ranger and umpire, both good answers. Both come with hats. Yeah, that was what oh, made me smart. think of it. Yeah, I just want to like make everybody wait. I would be the umpire that every strike, I'd make you think about it. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd, I'd with, I would be the sexual withholder of umpires. You would just be like, mm, yeah, out. Yeah. That would be really good because baseball games go too fast. So yeah, it that's would be nice. Problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> the worst thing about them. Three hours is not long enough. The pacing is too, nope. is too lightning. So you need to slow that down. More thinking. More tension. More tension. <laughs> I think I would be uh, a conductor and I would wear a hood so you couldn't really see my face or anything. Oh, mystery. Oh. Like, yeah, like the perfect famous person. <laughs> If you were a conductor with a hat, though, then or a hood, we wouldn't be able to see your crazy conductor hair, which seems like the main reason why to become a conductor. I is want to you be, able to be focusing have on my hair. conductor hands, like where, what I'm doing with my batons. <laughs> Each of your batons is under a smaller hood, so we can't see what you're doing with them either. <laughs> Full mystery. No one can um, follow her at all, but it looks very cool. I like the idea of like job you're unqualified for, and then mismatched hat. I think that's kind of fun. Like if you were like if the conductor was wearing an umpire mask, that would be a real, a real <laughs> like different a look. Cowboy hat. Yeah, um, yeah. What, what job would I actually want that I'm not qualified for? Because like those all are like those seem kind of fun. I don't know if I actually want to conduct anything. Obviously, when we put this out to the to the listeners, a lot of people suggested becoming president and wearing a red baseball cap that says "Make America Great Again." So it's a lot of timely yeah. material out there. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't really want that job and i definitely don't want that hat no that's a bad hat such a bad hat i do like chef's hats so maybe i would be like Ooh. uh i would wear a chef's hat but i don't know if i actually want to be a chef either so maybe chef's be hat like a chef with a show like a that you tape like for 20 minutes a day in your hat and that's it oh i'm all about that uh and i'm definitely unqualified to have a cooking show so that <laughs> but i'm wearing that classic french stovepipe paper hat a toque Coke, yeah, yeah, cooking with toke, toking with <laughs> cook. I don't know. Maybe that's the follow-up show where we all get high afterwards. Called toking with cook. We just do both yeah. of those shows. I'm not qualified for that either. I just caught that that was a drug reference. And you just eat all of the food that you made yeah. on your cooking show. That's kind of fun. These uh, are snacks to get high to. 
Yeah. For the like for the ambitious druggie. Toke, toke has two meanings. Um the uh so some other answers we got from our uh our listeners uh, uh Ryan Hoy on Twitter says uh astronaut with a space helmet, which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um and a newsboy cap when indoors. I don't know <laughs> if that's as common, but I like it. The the spacesuit I, I feel like the space helmet is like a cool look for an astronaut when they're not in space. Like just any time you do an interview, you have to like raise your visor. And I you're wearing like, like just like a normal clothes, but then a full space helmet at all times. I mean, your mystery level goes up pretty significantly. <laughs> you're like, I mean, when they say like best astronaut, you have to say all of them because they're all mysterious. <laughs> also, like your mysterious is like, it, who is under there? And also, why are they wearing that helmet? It looks hot. It's a lot of different mysteries. Uh, in addition to different presidents, we also got uh, AP Fire at AP Firewire or Fick. That's no, hard to read Twitter handles. Uh, Andrew says Premier of Alberta, Canada, and I'd wear a medicine hat. So a medicine hat. Know. What's that? What? Yeah. Like a Googling. like a scrub hat or like a. It's the name a, of a city. I don't know. This is good. I'm learning things. <laughs> You're learning about hats. Yeah, I like uh, a good educational podcast. Here's mm-hmm. the thing about searching for medicine hat. It's a city, not a hat. What? As yeah, there's no pictures tell. of hats. <laughs> None of these are hats. What? Is, um, that, is, a lot it, of is it a joke? That's the young pope of misdirected Google searches. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> also, there's a horse called med- a medicine hat horse. What? But there's no oh. medicine hat hat? Yeah, as far as I can tell, there's not. I think it looks so. It looks like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm. I'm guessing it must. It looks like a medicine hat is a white horse that has a brown patch on its head, as if it was a hat. Oh wow! Mm. I'm extremely oh. interested in that. <laughs> yeah, so are you a wearing a horse head about with process? <laughs> wow, it really does Canada. look like it's wearing a hat. I know, isn't that cute? <laughs> This I gotta, is my favorite I gotta part of the get show, in on this we, Google search. <laughs> where we all Google image search and then you can like follow along at home or just not know what we're talking about. Yeah, so medicine hat horse is very common. <gasps> wow, um, they're so cute. Yeah. Did you guys see the baby? <laughs> yeah, a little baby jumping wow. out. Oh my god. This is a really good search. Wow. So What's this uh, search? Good good job, Andrew. Thank you for helping us learn about those horses. And also feel free to tell us what you were actually talking about, if not that. <laughs> We assume also, it's a horse, but we can't be sure. <laughs> well, but I don't. Are you wearing the whole horse? Do you just have a brown marking on your head, or are you wearing one of those creepy rubber horse masks as Premier of Alberta, which would be great? Good question. Um, uh, Carl on Facebook said, "I would also like to be president, um, but I, I don't know if it counts as I'm not qualified because it seems like the qualifications of that have uh, changed recently." And I would wear a pink pussy hat in the Oval Office like a boss. Mm. It's a good look. I, I. It would be something. It's not a horse head for sure, but it's pretty good. Um, uh, Marjorie, I would opt to be Elon Musk, which I don't know if that's a job. Um, uh, yeah, it would be. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I would wear an astronaut helmet to continue the air of mystery and eccentricity. I like it. <laughs> I think we've solved this. I want a full astronaut hat while you're a helmet while you're at work. Uh, Bridget would like to be president of a private gentleman's club, the kind with cigars and booze, not strippers. So mm-hmm. you're clear. And I would wear a top hat okay. and say indubitably and pardon my, me, my good man. Okay. I like that. That's fun. I like anytime you want to do a job just because of the uh, things you could say. Like, I think probably the best part of being Pope is you could say, 
please give us the room, which I've always wanted to say to a group of people. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, that be I so mean, there cool? are other jobs where you could say that or other times. I mean, you could just say it. People just might not listen to you if you're not the <laughs> Yeah, poet. I want a time where people would be like, oh, yes, of course. And then they would leave. You could leave. just be a patron at a hotel. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> well, okay. So I'll keep working on it. I did We're always want... your I, dreams come true. <laughs> My other dream was to say money is not an object. And then I figured out you can just do that at like normal situations. Yeah. Like uh, my favorite is when somebody says uh, avocado is extra. <laughs> and then you, you tell like look them very seriously and say money is not an object. And then they oh, like, go man, back to that's the best. Sandwich. Yeah. When you like I, I go on like when I've been on dates at really like crappy uh, fast food restaurants. I'm like you go on a lot of dates at on the crappy menu. restaurants. Oh, dude. I always start crappy. Man, yeah, it must be nice to be like handsome and charming. Yeah. yeah, it's such a, a young pope move. <laughs> <laughs> Defy expectations. <laughs> and then be super homophobic over dinner. Oh, don't do that. Well, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't actually do that. Uh, that doesn't go with Andrew says, I would like to be the Statue of Liberty. I don't quite meet the height requirements. And to be honest, I can't hold my arm up straight for more than a few minutes, but it would be neat to stand there for a while and seem important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I believe it comes with its own spiky hat. I'd be into that. Uh, that what is my favorite hats, answer. What other hats could the Statue of Liberty wear, though? She she's mm, wearing like a Santa hat. Oh, Santa hat. Santa hat! I love when people Santa put hat. seasonal hats on a like on a statue or something. Like it's like, oh, it's Christmas. We put a giant Santa hat on the Statue of Liberty. That would be so cool. They did that uh, on Pikachu for Pokemon Go. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that, that's perfect. But like at a bigger scale. But it was it wasn't a Santa hat. It was a like non denominational festive hat. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love festive hats. It's so festive. Um, Helen, uh, friend of the show, Helen said, "I would be Carl Lagerfeld." Again, people are trying. I I feel like you're confusing jobs with humans. Uh, uh, it would. It must be awesome to be him. But I am. Uh, I am quite fat. A woman in my early 30s so it would be surprising it's also uh, Lagerfeld. Any comments about women's bodies right uh-huh. yeah well also it's hard to i mean helen's profile picture is a platypus holding what appears to be birth control so i'm not sure <laughs> what that, she, that like, platypus became the uh, carl lagerfeld the new carl lagerfeld that would be I very unexpected yeah it was super surprising the young um, Carl Lagerfeld platypus. I'd watch that. <laughs> uh, oh, Kenneth said, uh, I'd like to be a cop so I can write fake tickets and distribute them to people for having a bad attitude. I would like to wear a chef hat so I can feel taller. Okay. If, mm. people, hat, if people man. ask me why I'm wearing a chef's hat, I would give them a ticket and remind them that it's not a crime to be passionate about cooking. <laughs> <laughs> that got better as I was reading it. I obviously didn't yeah, pre-read all of these. That good. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was like two episodes of that were kind of boring, but then the end was really great. Um, uh, I think that's probably all. Yeah, that's all I want to, I want to do right now. Um, oh, actually, I did want to say this. Uh, Alyssa on Facebook said, I want to be National Eurovision jury and that oh. hat. Can you explain this to me, Sarah? You gasped. If it's like, if she's talking about the Eurovision song contest... I didn't sure. know there okay. was a hat involved with a it, but that song contest. Okay, I'm going to Google this to see uh, if. So there's like a Eurovision song contest every year where like countries can submit a song and they like judge them, but they're always insane. I would highly recommend doing some YouTube research on this because they're 
there are some incredible, incredible things that happen during this annual contest. But I'm not seeing a hat in regards to it. With like the I jury, I'm just seeing like smiley turning butter while she sings. Yeah, I, so they're always like these huge, huge spectacle numbers. Yeah, wow. just like look into this yeah, more. I, I, I don't I've... know what the what the hat is in reference to. Any hats that have ever been in the Eurovision Song Contest are truly remarkable. <laughs> if you if you win, do you become something? I don't know, man. I I legitimately don't understand it. But I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like people are very passionate about it. There must be some they money. Are. I think there is a cash also, prize of some sort. I would assume that there is. Uh, all it's right. Like well, so if you guys want to play along with lightning bonus round in the future, uh, go to read-weep.com or, and sign up on the mailing list. Or you can go facebook.com slash weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep. And uh, feel free to keep tweeting your favorite hats at me. I'm more into the hat part of this than the job part. It seems like that's the most fun part. So, like, chef's hat are pretty good hats. We Are are you guys expecting... We've not seen a Pope hat yet, like a tall Pope hat. No, Does but I think there's some in a preview, yeah. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Um, that's when it... See, I, you know the show's going to deliver on that promise. You know it... It knows what's important, and it will give you the Pope hat. I mean, I, I does the actual Pope wear that sun hat? Have you ever seen that? No, but that's um, like a a church robe thing right it didn't feel like out of context when i saw it oh here's nazi pope wearing kind of a sombrero yes, I did the thing. same thing yeah <laughs> rad joey this rats whole... wearing a red sombrero you're right <laughs> this is a very strange uh show this show is good but as far as read and weep episodes this is the most us google image searching which i can't say is a good trend um <laughs> When you Google Real search Pope thing. in a sun hat, it's just Jude Law and Ratzinger, just the two of them. So maybe they're yep. the only popes who have ever worn sun hats. <laughs> and if you go uh, far enough down, it's Ratzinger wearing a Santa hat, just like I wanted. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, there he is. <laughs> you guys, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Cher- Diet Cherry Coke and Google Image Search. <laughs> do you want to see? Do you want to see Nazi Pope wearing a sombrero? You can. <laughs> uh but yeah we can't wait to see jude law in the tall hats i mean obviously they know that's an important part of this i also get we can't wait to see the tiara right because that's got to be coming yes. up that's what when i yeah. saw the um so in episode four the helicopter comes down and delivers a body those of you who haven't seen episode four it's someone's body but uh my husband and i were convinced <laughs> good additional context it was convinced we were convinced it was the papal tiara on this gigantic box that's what I thought. and it was only when yeah. someone one of the characters was weeping that i realized it was a body and not a tiara <laughs> yeah he did this weird thing in episode four where like one of the nun's sisters died and so he like and he was like don't go to the funeral and then he oh. instead helicopters her body to the Vatican. Oh. And weird. then like Doesn't yells at her for cry. crying. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Oh no. It's the it's mean so part. Inscrutable. And it's the snacks yeah. nun. It's the nun who asks, says it's time for your snack, <laughs> her sister. Snacks nun? Sister snacks? <laughs> sister snacks. <laughs> sister snacks is having a bad day. Uh, all she uh, wants you is can't to fire give him a coffee snack. nurse. Yeah, that's all she wants. It's time for a snack. I like to know like the list of other lies that she ra- like she passed over before she settled on snack. Oh, so I, I'm gonna I like nail this that, like, one. She thinks like, she was entry. really proud of it. She was like yeah. snacks. <laughs> also, yeah, he's not really a uh, an eater, so it's like all, all kinds of wrong. Um, I like how Jude Law even laughs at it. He's like, God, 
like, yeah. <laughs> really good. All right. So uh, speaking of good, it's now time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. It's the minor compliment. So we're going to go in reverse order, which means, Nicholas, you are up first. What is your uh, last nice thing you're going to say on the show about young Pope? My minor compliment for the show is uh, is a broadly the uh, episode three opening theme, mm. which I thought was just like it was like a Reservoir Dogs walk. Uh, awesome theme. But the specific compliment is the choice to have Jude Law look at the yes. camera and wink. Oh, so when he winked at me, I was like, sold. Yeah. Uh, take my money. You can have whatever you want, young Pope. <laughs> I also love that they literally have an old Pope figurine who falls down and then a young yeah. Pope neon sign behind him. <laughs> like, it's so literal. I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> it's the, the song that he's walking to is... Uh, uh, Watchtower. Along the Watchtower. Yeah. It's like a. Is it a weird instrumental version of it that was actually an Ed Sheeran version? And thank God they didn't have the vocals. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you knew all of that. (laughs) Uh, I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so cool, and it's it's like uh, neon lights for the names. But then he's walking by all these paintings, and there's a shooting star going through the paintings. It's a lot of like fairly easy to figure out symbolism which is my favorite kind of symbolism because i'm not super good at figuring out the hard ones i like the monday crossword puzzle of symbolism uh, <laughs> so that That's was good. really fun Any, uh anyway uh my minor compliment i was gonna do the kangaroo and the dope ass crystal globe um my third back so we're getting kind of weak so my third backup is uh he was being uh uh it was being mysterious in all darkness during his first homily until a kid shined a laser pointer at him and really pissed him off. (laughs) And I thought that was so fun because I, I like the idea that someone brought a laser pointer to see the Pope. And I like that. Yeah, that would be really goddamn annoying if you are the divine on earth giving this important address and a kid has a laser pointer, which is like also 20 years too late for that game. Uh, So I thought it was a really fun moment. Got really enraged. That is fun. Yeah. Could you imagine like being the people around that young kid who's like, you just made the word of God stop, kid. <laughs> you like, <laughs> it, I mean, it's whatever like rage you would feel when someone's talking during Adele or like someone's like <laughs> tweeting during the Beatles concert. You're yeah. just like, nope. Yeah. You made is- God stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so messed up. Also, I got a lot. I was thinking a lot this week about like Pope ex, papal expectations, right? Because he's not that young, but he's young for a pope. And this was the same week that current pope, cool pope the first, um, announced that he believes in science. So it was like not an impressive thing to be into, but like for a pope, that makes you super cool that you believe in obvious things that we can all see. Uh, so it's kind of an inter- it's like an interesting character setup where it's like you can give him this thing where any tiny difference from expectation is, is greeted as a really cool and interesting thing. Oh, sure. Such as being 49. So Way cool. to be 49, Jude Law. Oh, what a cool pope. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sarah, that's your turn. What's a minor compliment? Uh, so, we've been talking about the music choices on this show. I think the soundtrack in general is really great. I'm really into the weird throbbing electronica that underscores a lot of the scenes. But yes. my favorite musical cue was Andrew Bird. There was so much Andrew Bird in the second episode, just underscoring scenes very casually. And that was a really nice, weird thing to have in the show. 
I mean, it's part of that general confusion that I feel is like, like I can just tell it's like when you're like, if you're in a 3d or like a motion theater and the chair doesn't move quite right and it makes you sick. That's how I felt with like the music and his sternness. And I just like, I'm just a little disconnected. I'm not entirely comfortable with whatever's happening. Yeah, but it's just, it's so, I mean, I, my, so I had a a note section called hates and my only note was just don't get it. And I feel like that's (laughs) that's true for the music as well. Like I don't understand its larger purpose because the tone, like the feelings that type of music would generally evoke in you seem to be at odds with what they're showing. But I really love that it's weird and distinctive and interesting and not like some, you know, grandiose score that you would expect um and i just love andrew bird so nice to hear him stick with it because you there i think if you keep watching the show you might like it more you might start to get it i have Mm. a feeling i don't yet but i feel like i will i don't know especially once once we get the italian (laughs) stigmata guy i'm gonna be all into the show once i figure out what he said i'm into like the sheep that he sees the virgin mary in i like that idea i read a summary of the fourth episode in case we had to talk about it but yeah i mean I would love to see more animals in this show. <laughs> more animals, more hats. I mean, get that might get me mm-hmm. back on board. Yeah, weird music. It's so much stuff that's going on that's good. Uh, Caitlin, let's end with you, though. What's your minor compliment? Uh, kind of in that vein of not understanding why things are happening, but enjoying them. Um, I like shows that you can almost like see the the thought process of the writer. So I appreciate that some scenes that could have been boring, just two people talking, they're set inexplicably in certain locations or doing activities that have nothing to do with the scene itself. So in episode four, when he's telling uh, Skinny Longnose that he has to go to New York, for some reason, completely inexplicably, the two of them are standing outside the nun's bedroom watching them sleep. And that oh, has yeah. nothing to what? do with what they're talking about. But I feel Yikes. like the writers are like, you know what? Like we have this like cool location. Let's just use it. And they're just literally staring. They make like one comment about how one of them snores and then that's it. And then they just watch none sleep for the rest of the scene. <laughs> and not like, I enjoyed that. That's so funny. Wow. They're not like into it. They're not like, it's not cr- like, I mean, I guess it is creepy, but it's not like they're like, oh, I love watching you sleep. It's just like where they happen to be at the moment. Yes. Like, oh, this is what we're doing today and nuns wake up Tomorrow, pretty early so like are they having this discussion at five o'clock in the morning outside their bedroom I, I mean, it just invites so many more questions i think really said, gets to sleep in nuns <laughs> i think they said nap though i think this was the nuns having a group simultaneously nap like they're in a preschool which is so weird again <laughs> also weird yeah oh i i totally agree with you i love boring conversations set in weird locations i think that's a great conceit and I love that every time there's also a great moment, the same thing happens. So the um, when the body is coming down in the helicopter, they let little kids roller skate on the landing pad up until about four seconds before the helicopter yeah. lands on the landing pad, which looks Those really cool and is look- so unsafe. <laughs> well, you got to remember, Caitlin, if they have rollerblades, they're already living on the edge. That's true. These kids are all Whoa. super hard edge. <laughs> <laughs> But it just really makes extreme. for a really arresting scene, even though it's slightly unrealistic to see this flock of kids roller skate right off the landing pad as the helicopter lands. So I enjoyed that. Oh, so cool. And the helicopter is like blowing everybody's clothes off, but the Pope is like holding his sun hat on in a cool way. Yes. Because he's a young Pope. <laughs> <laughs> An older Pope would be ruffled by this helicopter wind, but young Pope, he can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> 
all right everybody that is it for our show thank you so much for joining us uh we're gonna be back again next week next week um as you guys may have noticed chris and tanya have been gone for a bit um and they are uh we'll talk more about this next week but they've been kind of uh scaling back their involvement in the show um but next week we're gonna have them back on for we're gonna watch a movie about doing one last job so we'll make the announcement this week we haven't settled on one yet so if you have a favorite one last job movie feel free to recommend it to us we're gonna do one last job with chris and tanya and then um They'll be back from time to time. We all, we've just we haven't talked much about it because we're waiting to come up with the perfect fake scandal, and we haven't come up with one yet. So we're we're still inventing a scandal for next week. So that's all coming up. One last job, fake scandal, Chris and Tanya. Um, also, uh, in uh, self-serving news, uh, Unwrap My Heart is now available. The book that Ezra and I wrote is now available in Powell's Books, is our first bookstore for real bookstore. We've been in like we're online Yay! everywhere, but we've we got our first in. In my like favorite bookstore in the world, uh, agreed to to start stocking it. So City of Books, good job. Yeah, if you're ever anywhere near Powell's in Portland, Oregon, stop by and grab a copy, or just leave them there. I want to. I kind of don't want anyone to buy them because I want to see them on the shelf when I go in. So just leave them there, and then buy it online. That's what Powell's wants, right? Yes. <laughs> Look at it in the store. You understand <laughs> bookselling implicitly. <laughs> I do. No, here's what, you gotta go in, look at your book, buy two other different books, and then buy your book online. That's the thing. And then uh, return yeah. the other books. No. No, you can buy other books. I want you to buy books. I just... I mean, I guess if you buy them, they'll probably get more, but... Um, it's just so cool to see them sitting on the shelf. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's been really cool. Uh, and, of course, if you get the audiobook, it's narrated by Sarah. Ah, yes. At, at Sarah More of my voice Twitter. you can hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. And uh, Nick, I said at Nick's funeral on Twitter. Also, Nick, you have a new band. Yeah. Called That's... Only the Bones. Yeah, Only the Bones. Um, and I, I, I saw a description. You said it was uh, like, uh, was it symphonic oh. punk? No, it was one of uh, our drummer wrote that. It's like cinematic. Um, cinematic it, punk. It, it just means that we just like movies and then reference movies a lot. It doesn't oh, okay. have anything refer- to in scope or. Um, oh man, I thought that was such a cool description. I was really into it. I didn't realize it was a, a lie. I mean, it, what's a lie, right? It's <laughs> it used to mean something that word, <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah, we're we're. Um, we're really excited. Uh, next month, we go into the studio and we record uh, at one of my all-time favorite studios with uh, an engineer that I've wanted to work with since I was old enough to play guitar. So uh, it's a huge, it's a huge moment for us, and um, hopefully it doesn't suck. Hopefully I don't screw it up. Yeah, don't blow it, man. This is your chance. I know. And if this if this is bad, nothing good will ever happen to you again. It's exactly wow. how we're worried about it. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're playing a band, a band again, and uh, I can't wait to hear it. So, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Also, I was trying to think. I assume that the name has a good story, but the, the only thing I could think of was that it was like, in answer to the question, "What do you dislike about chicken wings?" <laughs> Is that where it came from? Uh, no, it's from um, like an uh, one of an old Swamp Thing graphic novel where he's like recounting oh. his uh, like his someone that died, and they just go through this thing, and he talks about like a body being left in a swamp and it being like decaying over time and then at the end he just pulls the skeleton out of the out of the swamp <laughs> and he says like and what's funny is it because it's from our drummer who's like a huge graphic novel fan and he was like yeah. he remembered the, the quote wrong 
because <laughs> it's like it's it's not only the bones. I think it's like the actual phrase is something like "and the bones remained" or something like right. that. <laughs> so it actually, strictly speaking, is not a <laughs> reference to anything. But it was I mean, inspired. that's probably the better, right? This is a great yeah. like Wikipedia story to have later when the band is huge. Yeah, be like, um, this was a misremembering from the drummer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so. Uh, yeah, so our first, like, our, our press photos are just, like, us reading comic books, so. Also in super cool news, Caitlin, uh, you just launched the Belladonna. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, new uh, humor, comedy, and satire site for female writers um, and female-identified oh. writers. So it's uh, going to be on Medium, housed on Medium. Um, so, yeah, look up the Belladonna comedy, and you should be able to find it on Medium. Um, we also have a Twitter account, the underscore Belladonna's. Um, and we yeah. have a Facebook page, The Belladonna Comedy. So check it out. We're going to be launching in the next couple weeks, and um, then we're going to be open for general submissions from people. So, yep, cool new thing. Yeah, Very super cool. cool. And you, you've been writing and teaching satire and, and comedy writing for a while, and I'm so excited to have, like, that you have a, a central location now for for the people who you hang out with and write cool stuff with. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Um, when we'll, we'll post it. We're, we're kind of dabbling in Medium, too. So we'll post it, and we will... Uh, at The Belladonna Comedy on Facebook and Medium, and then a weird underscore situation on Twitter, but just search for it. We couldn't... <laughs> it was already taken. There is also a uh, big porn star called The Belladonna, so we have to differentiate ourselves oh. from her. Oh, um, yeah, would, that would put you into a vastly different uh, readership. <laughs> Although I have to say her messaging is somewhat similar because obviously the Belladonna means beautiful woman in Italian. It's also poison. So her messaging is somewhat similar. So I don't care. I think we can be loved together. <laughs> she seems like a pretty chill entrepreneurial woman. She's uh, she's legendary. <laughs> uh, do I want to ask one thing you know about her? Uh, no. Okay. okay. I, I didn't know if I should follow up on that or not. <laughs> I wasn't sure either. That's why I asked. All right. Uh, anyway, so check all of that stuff out. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with one last job. Goodbye, everybody. Psh. Okay.